Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. I am your host, Sarah Hanchar, and today my guest is Megan Maroney. We talk all about cosplay. She has dressed up like many a badass lady and character, and I'm excited to share that with you, and I'm excited for you to hear all about her experiences with cosplay, the folks she's met, the characters she's seen, and her time spent at Dragon Con in particular which is one of her favorite conventions to attend. So I'm really excited to share all that with you. I would like to go ahead and apologize for the first 45 seconds of the interview or so where I had um, kind of messed up the uh, the microphone situation. Don't worry. It only lasts for about, like I said, 45 seconds, and then it gets better. I promise. Pinky swear. So thanks for working with me on that. Um, also, I just want to let you know that I freely use the term geek and nerd throughout this episode, and it is said with the most genuine love compassion and support that is humanly possible. I myself am a nerd. I myself am a geek. And these are things I am proud of. I love that I take deep dives into things that maybe not everyone's into. And that's fine. That's what I love. And I hope that we all celebrate our geeky side, our nerdy side, that thing that we love so much. Maybe you know a whole lot about roses. Maybe you know a whole lot about painting. Maybe you know a whole lot about fixing a car. These are all things that are outstanding and amazing and are worth celebrating about you and why I like to celebrate it with my friends as I interview them about what they are nerdy or geeky about. Those are not disparaging words in my house, everybody. Those are all to be praised and uh, put flowers on top. Alrighty, so I also want to let you know that uh, this is episode four of the Orlando series. That means after this episode, I only have five episodes left of season one. So make sure you're tuning in. Make sure that you're sharing, downloading, uh, reviewing, rating, all of that good stuff. Come find me on patreon.com slash I think you're nice for all of those outtakes because I have a lot of really good outtakes that I'm excited for you to hear. Come on over to the Facebook page. I think you're nice. I have some fun stuff going on there. Pictures and images, especially all the wonderful characters that Megan mentions, I'm going to post on Facebook and on Instagram. So make sure you come and check that good stuff out because I want you to see all the cool things that she did and all the hard work she put into this really super fun and interesting pastime that she has, or as Megan likes to say, the most expensive hobby. (laughs) Anyway, I love you. I think you're great. Hope you have a wonderful day. Please enjoy this episode. I should did enjoy talking with Megan. And yeah, sounds good. Sounds great. Okay. Love you, Oodles. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hi, I think you're nice. Why? Hi, I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat. So let's chat. So let's chat. I think you're nice, so let's chat. Alrighty, well, hello everybody and welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice. I am your host, Sarah Hanchar, and this is a podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour-ish. And today my guest is Megan Maroney! I am. I feel so nice that I've been asked to be a guest. <laughs> yes, you are that very you nice. It's very validating that you think I'm nice. Oh, thank you. I don't, I don't think you're wrong, but it's still <laughs> nice. It's nice to have outside reinforcement. <laughs> so Megan is a obviously a talented actor and singer, and she loves to do cosplay. I do. It's an expensive and silly hobby. Um, Although (laughs) not everybody uh, says it's silly, but um, I I acknowledge that it kind of is, but in the best of all senses. Um, When I was a kid, my favorite holiday was Halloween. I loved dressing up every, every year for that. That was always a a big deal to me. Um, as a performer, I love good costumes. I don't love bad costumes. Ever, no performer anywhere. does. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but so that was always exciting to me. And, I, and much like comics, um, I came to the concept of cosplay a little bit later than most people do. Especially right now, it's very uh, 
popular. It's and for, blown up, right? It, it wasn't really, like this 10 was, years ago. No, it okay. absolutely was not. And for anyone who might be listening who doesn't know, cosplay is a portmanteau of uh, costuming and play. It is e- exactly what it sounds like. It is, uh, I find it fun to be in a costume. Um, it I mean, there are uh, there are certainly more licentious connotations to it. Uh, that is not my jam. Licentious. Uh, licentious. Uh, uh, what does that uh, mean? Uh, <laughs> dirty. Uh, oh. So there are there are people that take Ew. the play into play. Play. Um, me, I I just like wearing the costumes. Yeah. Um, and and absolutely no judgment because I'm like knock it out. Do yeah. Do, have fun. Have fun. It, <laughs> whatever the term play means to you, enjoy that and go with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, to your point, it has blown up. Uh, the first the first uh, sci-fi convention I went to where I costumed was, and that's the other thing, is uh, some people call it cosplay. Some people call it costuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there seems to be shades of of gray in there and sometimes much like the old trekkie versus trekker mm-hmm. terminology there seems to be sometimes people who call themselves costumer i'm costumers uh-huh. costumers who uh get mad if you say they're cosplaying and i i'm not entirely sure what those shades of gray are for me i feel like the people who do cosplay are the people in their garage who are building these amazing uh replicas of halo armor out of yoga mats and a heat gun what and yes absolutely they with the eva foam and they will use a heat gun and they will bend it and they will make armor and it's unreal and that is a level of skill that i have never had and i and and i could be wrong in my head the difference is that a lot of people who do cosplay make their own stuff and me i'm an assembler Okay. Meaning I will go to people to buy certain things mm-hmm. and I will cobble together my costume or buy it outright. So I feel like I'm a costumer, but maybe it's the inverse. I'm not. It, yeah, it's like I said, there's shades <laughs> no, of gray yeah. and everybody has a little bit of a different vibe uh, for it. But uh, but it was 2006. It was at Dragon Con, which is the largest convention in the Southeast. Is that in Georgia? Um, it's in Atlanta, Georgia Atlanta, every okay. year. Uh, a thing that's really cool about it is, is it is still run by the fans. Um, really? Yes. It, uh, no one owns it? It's, like it's not, not sponsored it's, by? It, yeah, Dragon Con is its own thing. It is its Ooh, own standalone. That's rare. And, yeah, right? And it's basically a whole bunch of, of nerds in the most loving sense of the word uh, showing up taking over a multitude of hotels in Atlanta, which treats everybody really well. Shout out to the city of Atlanta for embracing this every year. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just for the most part, I mean, there's all these bad apples, but for the most part, really just enjoying everyone, everyone else's costume yeah. and being like, Hey, I recognize you cause you're me or you're my favorite obscure character yeah. or you're, I can't believe somebody came as this. And it, and it's, it's just, there's an entire, uh, cult again, air quotes based around the Marriott Marquis former carpeting, which was, <laughs> Easily the ugliest yet most <laughs> recognizable carpet that has ever existed in the world and had had been there forever. And the marquee announced that they were tearing up the carpet and people <laughs> were dumpster diving and grabbing the strips <laughs> of ancient carpet out of the dumpsters. Oh, and old then hotel carpeting, guys. And making costumes out of it and then scanning it so that they could shrink wrap their car in the in the look of the carpet <laughs> and making badges and suits and tiny little uh like the cars you buy for your kids. Yeah. And then shrink wrapping those and driving them down hallways of the oh hotels. My God. This entire so an ode to the carpet. An ode to the carpet and it, there is no sign of it stopping. 
This was years ago when people are still like, I've created a Marriott fairy. And it's like the (laughs) wings are made out of the carpeting. And, you know, people have put little lights on and whatever. And it's like, I'm the steampunk Marriott carpet. You know, I'm so pleased. And and that wouldn't happen at at San Diego Comic-Con because well probably not (laughs) it would well first of all admittedly they're in a they're in a convention center so tile but um (laughs) but that is the other reason that Dragon Con I think is uh so embraced and, and immersive is it was originally one hotel then it became two then three and now it is five four oh my goodness five of one two three Weston Sheraton, Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott. So it is five host hotels now. Dang. Um, and most of them are connected. That's the other thing that helps is they're kind of habitrailed together by tubes over the street. Oh, okay. So literally you, it's ungodly expensive. I always say cocaine is a cheaper hobby than <laughs> cosplay. Um, and I'd be thinner, but... <laughs> Uh, but you literally just open up your door and you're in the con, mm-hmm. uh, the door of your hotel. Yeah. So you're not, okay, well, I got to get into my full outfit and, and, I'll change ride, it. I'll bring a bag. and ride a train to get to the convention center mm-hmm. to then get inside. And it's, it's interesting because people here, we have Megacon, which is a great convention here in Orlando. Yeah, that one's fun. And I enjoy Megacon. There is no question. But people are always like, are you cosplaying at Megacon? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, because I don't want to get in my car in spandex <laughs> and drive down I drive with bad traffic and be at the stoplight with people who are just trying to go to work going... <laughs> Why is Dr. Girlfriend driving this car? If Assuming they even recognize it. And then they go, why is Jackie Kennedy driving this car? Which is also confusing. Oh. Uh, Dr. Girlfriend has a very Jacqueline Kennedy inspired oh, look. Oh, like a pillbox uh, hat. And she has and the, the pillbox hat. Oh. And it, see, you knew exactly yeah. Yeah, the look. <laughs> um, but, and then, you know, or God forbid it's spandex. I don't want to... I don't want to get pulled over if I'm rear-ended. Yeah, or get and, gas. And, or get gas. And I don't <laughs> and I don't want to bring all my stuff and change in a convention center bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> so I never do. But that's the difference with Dragon Con is I'm like, oh, I just stepped out of my lovely hotel room. Yeah. Uh, where I had the ability to put on my makeup and not sweat or be afraid of my feet touching the floor yeah. and get into this and have a full length mirror and go, yes, I look okay. Or I am prepared. And so that's why I spend more, more time cosplaying at Dragon Con. Well, but the people watching alone there, you can just go to any number of bars or railings because like most hotels, you've got, you're able to look down into mm-hmm. the lobby area and people will just get themselves some booze, park it along a railing and just go storm invisible girl <laughs> Bam and beyond as they watch people go up and at the escalators. And you're like, well, the people watching is uh, excellent. You're not going to get any better. It's like you're being presented to the royal like court. Kind of, yeah, they're just yelling it Storm out. has arrived. Uh, ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love you. You're my favorite. You know, and and then they have the parade uh, every Saturday. Uh, yes, it's every Saturday morning of Dragon Con and pretty much all of Atlanta in the downtown area uh, shuts down and shows up uh, because it is it is a a full parade uh, sponsored by Dragon Con and uh, you can get your your ribbon to march in the parade and they have all different mm-hmm. um, they will have the uh, the Marines uh, from uh, Aliens they'll have an entire thing of that the five oh first with Star Wars yeah is, with Star Wars is with the Stormtroopers an, an incredible presence and they will have all sorts of uh, Star Wars characters there. Um, there is, of course, a a beautiful uh, LGBT and and all other acronyms. Uh, Q that plus apply. is usually yes. what I go with. Yes, so that way uh, everyone's that, in there. Um, that 
they have a group and uh, everybody will be a part of that. Or you, or you can march with the 501st. I mean, everybody's in. Dragon Con is incredibly inclusive, which I have always loved. I saw uh, a beautiful same-sex couple reenact North Star's marriage to his boyfriend from Marvel Comics while they were wearing exactly the same outfits that were in the comic with uh, uh, their, their... Bridesmaid and best man dressed exactly like their costumes from the. Did the, they get married? Married? They got married. Married <gasps> oh at uh, at a Marvel shoot, and, and they, it wasn't it, just a just for funsies. No, we're, no, no, we're no. It was the comic. a for real. They got they married. They got married. married. I've seen proposals um, of of all flavors of couples, yeah. uh, and it's just it's it's incredibly inclusive. Yeah. Um, and I say that saying that there is a a. A Christian group as well that they are okay. also there uh, have a huge presence that are there and different religions will uh, foster different groups as well. So it's it is an incredibly safe place to be. Like I said, there you know people There's get drunk. There's gonna be poopy people buds get drunk, everywhere. But, you know, but like we can't worry about the poopy buds. Nope, not yeah. at all. And so <laughs> that I think is why it is still a a really premier place to go. And it is, it is where you'll see some of the best costuming in the Southeast. Dragon Con is incredibly inclusive and is, uh, be- between it and spooky, I think is honest. Uh, everybody talks about New York Comic Con, but I think Dragon Con is still the premier yeah. costuming visual place to be. And, and again, for all genres, uh, I've seen people, uh, cosplay mimics, which are a, a, a monster from D&D that often looks like a treasure chest. And I saw somebody <laughs> cosplay that. Uh, you will see all kinds of uh, anime, Disney, steampunk is big there, uh, horror cosplay, Marvel, DC, um, it just uh, fairies, drum circles. You know, you'll just see uh, wow. uh, video games, certainly. Tremendous amounts of people in amazing arm, armor. Uh, one of ages ago. Remember when they had the, um, oh God, was it the Snuggie or the Slanket? I think it was the Snuggie. They were the same thing mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, but if you remember, you could buy the Snuggie and it came with a book light. It was like a weird marketing thing, okay. I guess. That you were like, I'm going to curl up and read, read a book. A book. <laughs> I think it was the Snuggie and not the Slanket. Apologies to both companies TM, if I'm yeah. wrong. Um, an entire group of people at Dragon Con, this was about a decade ago, all bought Snuggies and wore them and put the book light on their head that came with it free on their uh-huh. head. Uh-huh. And they would just gather, stand and look up kind of in like a enraptured middle distance uh-huh. and turn on their headlight lamps huh? and just stand there staring and they were like we're the cult of snuggy there is there is no cult of snuggy they just made it up and then they all because it's open in the back like a hospital gown they all wore uh like individualized underwear that yes that, that was amusing underwear so it would but they would they would just walk in en masse stand in the center of one of the hotel lobbies look up turn on their light and just stand there like they were receiving information. That's, and it was hysterical. That is hilarious. To, to me, hysterical. And unnerving. Like, yep. in in those environments, it is A-OK 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, they were. it never happened again. <laughs> you know, they were like, this is our one-year group thing. Yeah. Um, uh, amazing costumes that I have uh, seen. Uh, there's a guy, I think he's done it more than once, but every time I see him, I'm just delighted who does, uh, Will Smith as, as his fresh Prince persona, like full nineties hat to the side, brightly colored things. And he looks just like him. Amazing. And, and so here is this African-American gentleman, you know, just in shorts and a t-shirt and a hat. You immediately know who he is. French Prince. It is French (laughs) Prince. Fresh. Not to be fresh prince, not the French <laughs> prince. I don't know his life. Does France have a prince? I don't even know. I, it might be Will Smith. <laughs> um, and uh, 
I've seen uh, Mr. Rogers is a is a good one. It'll just be a nice, nice, gentle looking man with gray in his hair or actually gray hair and a red cardigan walking through and everybody's like. Mr. Rogers. Does everyone hug him and cry? Because I feel like I would. Uh, I haven't. I mean, the documentary just came uh, out in okay. this past year, so we'll see how it all goes. Yeah. Um, I love Mr. Rogers. Bob, Bob Ross is pretty popular. Oh, my God. Um, my dream is to be the podcast version of Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross. Oh, like, nice. Like, just something nice and gentle and kind and like, oh, that's. Not controversial, and that's just like nice. Yeah, well, that, I, like, I like these isn't people. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. That's all I want. Those people, those kind of dudes, and those kind of people right. in this world. I'm like, yes, we need more of you, kind, loving, open heart. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so if you see them, uh, weep for me. I wanted to ask you about your what? What do you like to dress as? You said you're more of an ensembler. Uh, you yes, assemble. exactly. I I tend to assemble because I I can sew a straight seam, but I can't build the way a lot of these people do, especially with the f- especially with fabrics like spandex. Good God, anybody who can build something out of spandex is a superhero. It's like uh, it's like it's, sewing it, water. Is it, what it is what of, of, yes. <laughs> is what I've heard it called. That's a yeah. great a, a great explanation. Um, my like I I think my first costume ever was Doctor Girlfriend from the Venture Brothers, and Venture Brothers was still so new. Um, when Doctor Girlfriend, yes, uh, when I okay. I did her like right after Venture Brothers had premiered. I I'm certainly not the first Doctor Girlfriend. I saw somebody else do it prior to, mm-hmm. but I did it. Uh, early enough at Dragon Con that a lot of people didn't did not know who I was. And they were like, Jackie Kennedy, like I said earlier. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's fine. Um, I do Mallory Archer a lot from uh, Archer, which is also a, a, a cartoon series. Uh, she's voiced by Jessica Walter. She is basically Lucille Bluth in a spy setting. Yes, um, from Arrested Development, the mom. Correct, the mom in that. Um, and uh, that is always a blast to do. I'm sure um, because she is so incredibly well received, and I am hit on more <gasps> when I am dressed as Mallory Archer by like college aged. Oh my! Guys, then, uh, so so clearly, clearly, a lot of people yeah. have have the same hang up Sterling Archer has for his <laughs> mother. Um, so it's, it's just fascinating to me. I mean, it, it it's just amusing, and I yeah. support it because I'm like, oh, good for you. Yeah, uh, finding an older woman cartoon sexy. I, yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. Of like, I'm all right. Yeah. All right. Get it, gentlemen. I mean, uh, assuming that yeah, you, you are one to be flirted with. Right. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, everybody, everybody's pretty, pretty respectful in the sense that, you know. Yeah. You're, you're in a very public place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've done... Uh, Green Phoenix and uh, Crown Phoenix, which is Jean Grey from the X-Men. Same costume in green or in white. White makes it the Crown Phoenix. Um, I have done uh, Madame Mask, which is an Iron Man villainess. Um, I have done Peggy Carter, both in her blue uh, TV suit and her uh, World War II Uniform from First Avenger. Okay. Um, I have done uh, an X-Men character, Psylocke, uh, both in her 80s-ish pink initial appearance. And prior to that, she was Captain Britain for like a minute, a hot minute, like one issue. And then I think she got beaten up <laughs> oh, and never no. did it again. Oh, uh, no. And I've been, and I've been uh, that iteration of her as well. I'm trying to go through everything. Uh, Melisandre from Game of uh, Thrones. Which one's The Melisandre? Red Woman. <gasps> oh my God, Megan, yes! <laughs> so yes! I've done that. I'm trying to go through... I'm trying to think of everything I have in boxes. Uh, Scarlet Witch, comic version. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was uh, a couple of issues in the comics where Loki took possession of the Scarlet Witch's astral form. Sure. So I was actually 
was doing Loki as, as Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch, which was easy to do because their headdresses are very similar, um, or can be for the purposes of uh-huh. that cosplay. Um, who else do I have? Oh, uh, Marvel Girl, which is Jean Grey prior to becoming the Phoenix, uh, Silver Age Catwoman, uh, current Batwoman, uh, Kate Kane. She's in the red and the black. Um, holy crap. Vintage, uh, 1960s Yvonne Craig Batgirl. Um, is that the purple one? The purple one. Yay! Yeah. From the series. Um, oh, uh, Invisible Woman, Sue Storm. I do a lot. I enjoy, I enjoy cosplaying as Sue because she's kind of the MILF of the Marvel universe. <laughs> She is. How, how do you be invisible? I mean, obviously, she's not invisible all the time. So correct. What, she's what, not, what does she look like? Uh, she's just know. wearing her Fantastic Four oh, uniform. Right, right, right. And she's blonde, okay. and, you know, so it's it's mm-hmm. her not fighting people. Yeah, this is her, you know, like, going to do laundry. Exactly. And her, yeah. you know, in her Fantastic Four suit. Doing her taxes. Look, you've got, you've got, you got to keep it handy. Yeah. They're unstable molecules, so you might as well just wear the suit out of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, why change? Why conform? Oh my God. You're allowed to go to Lucky's Market in your Fantastic Four Why didn't I? I'm I'm glad that we're talking about cosplay because I think it's Mm. an exciting, beautiful thing. But I'm also like, damn it, we could have just talked about comic books. Shit. Uh, All right, next time. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Full disclosure. I know a lot about every uh, individual that I cosplay. I don't begrudge people who don't, because sometimes you just see an aesthetic of a costume. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, that's, I would look fantastic. And that, that would be so fun. And that would be so fun. Um, but I tend to only costume characters that I, A, like their aesthetic and also like them. Mm-hmm. It is very rare that I've seen a character I don't know gone, I really love that outfit, and then done anything about mm-hmm. it. Um, I might look up that character because it's, it's always weird to me because let's say, uh, there's a, there isn't to my knowledge, but there's a character that has like the most slamming costume in the world. And you're like, yeah, that would be awesome on me. And it would be. And then you get dressed in it and you make it and you don't do any research. And then you find out that she is like a puppy slaughterer and you're like, Oh, I don't want to be associated with this no matter how good I look. So that's the thing is if I find something that I really like, I will look into it. And then sometimes I'm like, nah, I don't really like what this, who this person is or, or they're not as interesting as I thought, or, you know, whether I'm playing a, I mean, I, I guess I, as I'm reeling through it, I guess I tend to do more heroes than not. But even the villains that I've, you know, again, air quotes, that I've uh, cosplayed, they're still interesting people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not full blown. So, so yeah, they've, they've, they've got reasons. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I think that speaks to you as an actor, too, probably. Like, right. these are roles that you want to play. And, these are characters you want to be. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to. And, and everybody... Uh, cosplays for different reasons. I always said I wished that I could run a a psychological study Mm. because I find it interesting. Like I have discovered, even though I have the Batgirl costume and I had the Catwoman costume and and the Batwoman costume, um, I find that I, uh, with Marvel Girl as well, I find that I actually hate being characters that wear masks Mm. like I always think this is going to be great and fun Mm. and then I put it on and I'm like I don't like wearing a mask and I don't just mean physical discomfort I mean I I want to do cool makeup or I want to I want my face to show and so there is something that I feel is inherent vanity in that but then there are people who only want to uh cosplay characters that have like a full cowl over their head like you can't see anything huh. about their face like the people that do, do the morph suit uh, kind of uh, deals uh, or uh, yeah like the people who do spider-man or deadpool mm-hmm. or and i'm like but i want people to see me be this character <laughs> and so i feel like there's got to be there's got to be a psychological study in there as to you know like i want to be seen as that character mm-hmm and some people want to disappear into, into that character. character. That might be really fun to be anonymous. Right. Or maybe that's 
Because, you know, we have lots of friends in the world who are uncomfortable with being in the spotlight. Right, yeah. But they want to be in the spotlight, but at the same time not have to be in the spotlight. Exactly. So, that no, that actually, I think that's really interesting. And even when you go with different uh, genres, um, like I'll, I'll use steampunk, and you know, you're not impersonating a particular character. Like steampunk is just kind of a, a look. It's mm-hmm. an aesthetic. Um, but again, whenever I steampunk, my face is out there to the yeah. world. And uh, some people will steampunk and have completely ornate, Whoa, you know, masks. The that goggles come, and Like the... the plague doctor masks and you can't see anything <laughs> about <laughs> scared, them. Scared. Yeah. Scared. You know, and so it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, I guess it's the difference kind of when people uh, cosplay zombies and they either will like have prosthetics and do mm-hmm. their own blood spatter or people who will just wear a mask. Oh my gosh. All the pictures I've seen. Everyone who does cosplay constantly take pictures because I love them. <laughs> yes. And one guy, he dressed up as Uncle Ben. And he, did you see this? <laughs> and he he pretended to die in front of all the different Spider-Men. Amazing. And it was amazing. And obviously it's very heartbreaking because that was a, a pinnacle moment for right. Spider-Man. It um, makes for some great pictures. Though. But it makes for some great picture because it's just like a, a dude in a, like just jeans and a jacket uh-huh. and just like a guy and he just like collapses. And, and so you see all these spider guys going, ah, like fist to the heavens. And I, I have seen uh, many, I have not seen a, a, a Ben and that's hysterical. Okay. I have seen many uh, couples go as Martha and Thomas Wayne dressed for the opera <gasps> oh, 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 <laughs> and, and they no. will go up to Batman and then just lay down on the ground oh, in front no. of him. <laughs> That's so cruel. <laughs> Again, great pictures great though. Great pictures. Also like what a cute outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get to be very pretty and then drop to the floor. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I'd want to cosplay. I have you ever seen Behind the Candelabra? I'd love no. to dress as Liberace. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> like the furs and the jewels uh-huh. and like all of these things. Well, and again, uh, gender bent cosplay is a huge thing. I nobody, hope so. Nobody's right? stuck to. Nobody's. Uh, you know, I, I I can absolutely go be Peter Parker as Spider Man. I do not have to be Spider Gwen, or I don't have to be yeah. uh, Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. I don't. I can. I can be Peter Parker. Peter Parker, if I yeah. want to be. I mean, that's that's the dream, and that um, I'm I'm glad that we're kind of heading toward this area in the zone where uh, gender doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, and it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It should yeah. matter, and it doesn't matter. Right, and so. Oh man, that because it's re- like these really rich and fun, interesting characters. Like maybe mm-hmm. I want to be Jon Snow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And you can. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to, you know. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about how much I like that show. All of a sudden, <laughs> that's fair. Um, you I was the red wit or red the red woman. The red woman, like wow, which makes really me... just throwing that right out there. Well, she kind of does some magic don't we think well you burn one kid <laughs> you burn one child <laughs> and, and everyone's people, pissed everybody's at you mad. <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to call you a witch you're just a red woman which is it has its own issues with the connotation <laughs> exactly. thanks to scarlet letter exactly. thanks so much oh uh, so what has been like you did you get through all of the cos- cosplays that you have done I didn't mean to cut you off. I had cut you off. I oh can't no, remember. you didn't. Uh, 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 yeah, that's pretty much. That's everything I can think of. I have done more, but I can't remember them. <laughs> did you at one point? Did I see like a whole bunch of Phoenix ladies at one point? Um, I thought I saw like a photo shoot where there were like uh, ten Phoenixes. Yes, uh, at, you will have like a big Marvel photo shoots, okay. and so people will show up in. Um, in their Marvel uh, character comic or MCU. And and then they will often be like, all right, everybody who's a telepath, telepaths on the steps. All right, all our storms, storms on the steps. And so that is probably what you saw was all the telepaths on the steps. And then so that's... Oh, you that's know, an interesting call. Ex- Xavier, a whole bunch of Jean Greys, Psylocke's, uh, yeah. and uh, Emma Frost's, you know, just sort of show up on the steps. Do you like her for the, her 
like her power for her. Um, I always, this is going to sound incredibly uh, <laughs> trite. Uh, I loved Jean because um, she was this really cool looking redhead who always had great costume designs. What's wrong with that? That sounds um, dope. And, uh, and the fact that she had been such an anchor for the X-Men for so long. Uh, the Dark Phoenix saga is it can, much like Killing Joke. Uh, in, in its own way, Dark Phoenix saga cannot be underestimated as kind of a game changer in comics. Okay. Um, you know, uh, killing off Jean and, and, uh, and having her come back and all of this and, and, you know, the trial and uh, everything, everything that went on around her, uh, having been possessed, air quotes again, by this, uh, cosmic entity, the Phoenix Force, and just being this nice, good person trying to wield this violently destructive yeah. power and um and so even even though that's not like killing i mean killing joke and dark phoenix are are apples and oranges i also but don't know what ki- kill, that's a, killing, a, killing the killing joke? joke it's a joker uh oh, it's okay very dark um but good um and so these are the things when comics just started really even though they are uh, years, years apart uh, when they were created. But there are just certain comic book arcs that become legend. Mm-hmm. and Like canon, uh, more yeah, so than other they, stories. They just really affect the entire uh, world around them. And, you know, Jean Grey is, as the Phoenix, then becoming Dark Phoenix, then... Uh, then dying, but Jean Grey never stays dead for long. Um, <laughs> but she stayed dead for quite a while. Oh. And, and so the repercussions of her existence and passing were really interesting. And, and they wrote her well. Uh, again, it was an, an era where things were a little bit glossed over, but it was an interesting dynamic that she she herself was an interesting dynamic. Mm. So I, I found her fascinating very early on. And to be fair, there were, there were parts of it. Like my favorite, uh, character in female character in comics period is Kitty Pride or shadow cat or Sprite or Ariel. She's had a whole bunch of names, but mostly she is Kitty Pride. Who who dat? (laughs) Uh, she is Ellen page in the movies. Um, oh, and so that is Kitty Pride with the thing. Um, what does she do to the brain? She can send people back in time. Well, uh, she, what, what would she do? She shouldn't <laughs> have been able to do that, but they rearranged some stuff in the movies. Uh, basically, her only power is that she can phase through things. Oh. She can phase through walls. Um, she was also an electronics and computer genius as well. But she was just this awkward high school kid mm-hmm. who got brought into the X Men. And, and she was every awkward high school kid who was brainy and didn't think she had any value. Yeah. And so, um, and she's grown up to be an incredible character who only dates men named Peter for some reason. <laughs> we Peter, all have a type. Pete, Pete Wisdom, Peter Rasputin. She dated Star-Lord for a while, hit Peter Quill. So, oh my, oh my God. Yeah. yeah so, well, she's got a thing for Pete or we just were really bad at naming dude characters. <laughs> like. it's, it is weird. <laughs> um, but, um. But by the time I started cosplaying, I was well older than Kitty <laughs> Pride. There is no reason for me not to cosplay her except my own hang-up. I can't make that leap. Well, if it takes the joy out of it for yeah. you. Like, if it makes you uncomfortable and there are other exactly. characters that you prefer to do, like, right. why stress yourself out to do this thing that no one's making you that, do? No, exactly. Precisely. <laughs> exactly. If it, yeah. Um, yeah. For listeners out there and for and even you, Megan, mm-hmm. I hope you know that you can. You can be whoever Ab- you want. Absolutely. Hannibal Lecter has never terrified me. We both love the TV series of Hannibal. We both love the TV series. Yes, that was so good. Mads Mikkelsen uh, smells of literature and uh, uh, soap leather because I met him. I was going to say, you met him in real life. I did, and it was magical. He is magical. He's also very kind. Red Dragon, in, in the last couple of pages, there is the letter that Hannibal writes to Will. 
um, and I uh, bought a used copy and cut that letter out, and that is what I took to uh, uh, Matt's to sign. Um, Brilliant! And he he uh, was great. He just wrote uh, "Eat the Rude." Um, on it and when he was signing it and he was like oh this is great and when he wrote Eat the Root I said oh I have a bumper sticker that did that and he uh, that says that which I did at the time I had uh-huh. to sell the car um, but he went because oh. in his head he thought I said license plate even though I said bumper sticker oh okay because he speaks like 80 languages he's sure. allowed to yeah to and, cross yeah, yeah. And, and he went how did you how did you get that license plate and I'm like no 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 bumper, bumper sticker. sticker and he goes oh that's fantastic and I'm like, you, you can get one. You can get you, one? You Mads, literally are it. Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Drive around with Eat, eat the, the Rude. rude. <laughs> uh, for the record, I think he biked his way to the convention. It was in London. It was I'm just, sure he did. Yeah. Because or, he's our he's our European dream boat of, like, perfection. <laughs> yeah. So conventions. But so that conventions. Was, but that was at a London convention that, was that I a, met him. <gasps> that's right. Yeah. So I where all have you, what conventions have you gone to? Uh, not that many. That one was just happening when I was visiting London, and I was like, like, well, I've got to go. Because um, you were seeing The Cursed Child, right? Right. In I went London. over to see Cursed Child. and That's the I've, Harry Potter play. And I found out that that convention was happening and they were going to uh, have Michael Emerson, who played Ben Linus on Lost, who is another one of my <gasps> I obsessions. I love him. Uh, just because I think his acting work cannot be... Uh, he was overstated. A, he was the best part of Lost. He was the best part of Lost to me. He was, and I loved Lost. I did too. But he was the best. He his work in that is untouchably good. The 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 subtlety mm-hmm. of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Person of Interest. He's wonderful, and I watched it for him. Yeah, I think he's amazing. I mean, uh, the fact that somebody was like, "No, you need to watch it." Jesus and Ben Linus fight crime, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, all right. And I just never got around to it, but I do need to. So. Yeah, it's. I think. I think you can get it on Netflix or Hulu or one of the, uh, one uh, of yeah, the I, things. I, I has will. It. it will get watched. Yeah, just so. he's wonderful. But he was there, and and Matt's was there, and so I was like, I I have to go to this convention. Yeah. So there, MegaCon and DragonCon, and that's kind of it. Okay. But. You know, someday I'll get to the other bigger cons. All right, so we got to get you to more conventions if right. you want to go. Uh, sure. Do you have any cosplay characters on your bucket list? Like anything that you were like, um, I still need to get around to this one. I, I want to do uh, Catelyn Stark from Game of Thrones. Excellent. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, but Game of Thrones costuming is real expensive, yo. Yeah. So uh, that is that is something that is uh, a down the line. <laughs> Uh, and, or or maybe and never. Heavy, so, yeah, right? Yeah. Weren't they made of IKEA rugs? Didn't I uh, read the, that somewhere? The Night Watch, uh, the, the Night extras. Watch. I mean the 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 people who have the most FaceTime obviously had really constructed, but the mm-hmm. we need twenty actor actors in furs. Going, ah! Yeah, IKEA rug with a hole cut in the center of yeah. it. Here you go. <laughs> so, but hey, mm-hmm. a budget's a budget. Everyone has one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Catelyn Stark, um, um, and that's. She's the I mama, think, right? Yeah, the mom. She was the mama. Yeah, okay. I. That's I. I. I would love to to do her costuming. I always ask this question, kind of last, but like, why do you like it? Um, I think it is just. I mean, I I like it for myself, and I like it in kind of a global ramification. Uh, for myself, I just enjoy it because it is. It's fun to me. It is. Uh, fun to feel like you look good as a character that for whatever reason has impressed you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it is, uh, like I said, uh, whether it's Mallory Archer, who, because honestly, I would, I would cosplay as Jessica Walters if I could. Uh, I've I don't know of, who Jessica Walters uh, is. She's uh, the woman who is Lucille Bluth in, oh. in Arrested Development. Oh my god, like, yes! Uh, but the thing is, with Arrested Development, you kind of have to go as a group. Like, I would In kill, order to get context. In order to get have everyone understand who you are. Like, I would 
kill to do uh, Mother Boy costumes if I could find a Buster. Um, I would Calling kill, all Buster Bluths. I would kill to do that. Calling all Buster but, Bluths. Uh, so for me, Mallory is incredibly well-written and she's hysterical because she is basically Lucille mm-hmm. Bluth um, and is kind of actually Lucille Bluth because <laughs> Jessica Walters is both of them. But in my way, I'm paying tribute to Jessica Walters who is um, a sexy, intelligent... Uh, amazing now older actress, but I mean, she didn't start as an older actress. She started as a uh, young, hot, romantic lead. Um, but here is this amazing woman who has had this fantastic career because she's that good and mm-hmm. that funny and that charismatic. So in a weird way, Mallory, as much as I enjoy the character of Mallory, is a tribute more to Jessica Walters. Um, and... Uh, then um, Dr. Girlfriend is just because Dr. Girlfriend <laughs> is an incredibly well-written character in an incredibly silly conceit in, an, you know, a, the whole arch villains and everything else. But mm-hmm. she's like this grounded, sane individual in this ridiculous world that the cartoon is set in. Um, comic books, uh, those characters, it's just because I... I, I really liked the, uh, it's it's a word that's tossed around a lot, but the empowerment of it. Yeah. Um, that these were women that were impressive for very different reasons. And yes, they are heightened superpower reasons, but they're also powerful women. Um, uh, Storm, for example, lost her powers and still beat the crap out of uh, mutant leader Callisto. And and took charge of the Morlocks the under, as as a human being, yeah, uh, not with all her weather powers, yeah. So I mean these these cool. characters are more than look what I can do, um, and you know with Game of Thrones, I absolutely enjoy the series. I'm more of a book reader. I'm sorry, I'm that person. I've I've only seen the show. No, and that is and that is through most my people, fingers that is, mostly. And, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Um, and, uh, but I mean, I love the series. Didn't love last season, but, uh, but that's the first season away from the books, but I love the series and, and that one is, I love the aesthetic. I love the look of these costumes and with steampunk, it is all about, this is, I don't have to worry about looking like someone except what I want to look like. So that's my chance to design more. Yeah. You know, what I want the end to be. So I I mean, it's fun on a on a global sense. Um I love it just because we are we are in a golden age of nerd right now. Aren't we though? And that's yeah. fantastic. But many people still remember being the weird kid in school. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to go to conventions and see people my age or older or see, you know, younger individuals who haven't who haven't quite lived through being the weird kid at school yet, because it still happens. We're all still weirdos. We're we're all still weirdos. Um, (laughs) And just see as trite as it sounds, see everybody be happy to recognize someone doing a great impersonation of a character they love or Mm -hmm. to be able to go up to somebody who is also costuming the character that you are currently wearing and just be like, oh my God, it's not like wearing the same prom dress where you're like, how dare you? Um, It's, (laughs) you know, it's the recognition that you both immediately have something in common and that shorthand is so right out there for everybody. I had... Uh, a girl who was probably 18 uh, chased me down at Dragon Con. I had changed into the Peggy Carter costume mm-hmm. from First Avenger, the Captain America. So it's I'm in the in the military uniform, and I was just walking around. It was a really slow night. It was one of it was the night before the convention convention officially starts. Ah. and this girl came running, and she was like, "I'm sorry, I I've been I I've been chasing you." And she goes, <laughs> "I'm just so excited to see someone doing Peggy, and oh. it means so much to me." And it's like I, that is reflected glory. That has nothing to do with me. That has to do with Haley Atwell and how she played Peggy yeah. and and what that is. 
But that character means enough to that girl that she chased down a stranger in a hotel lobby <laughs> at her first convention to say, I love what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And and that shorthand is throughout all of the conventions. Yeah. Everybody is already disposed to a appreciate what people have done and so it's it's almost like a collective sigh of relief mm-hmm. that everybody is is you know doing wearing their ironic t-shirt mm-hmm. or wearing their full bone i made it in my garage halo armor from yoga mats and heat guns that's and then spray painted it and everybody and that guy who spent tons of man hours on that halo armor might look at somebody's t-shirt that they got off Redbubble and go, oh man, I love your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, the appreciation is just uh, everywhere in most cons. And I, I appreciate that. And there are aspects of it, um, whether you build your own costumes or whether you assemble your costumes or pay people to build, the, it is like this ginormous scavenger hunt mm-hmm. because... Uh, a lot of people are trying to find exactly the right pattern that they can Frankenstein to, you know, change the pattern enough to make it accurate to what they're trying to build. Or there are people who learn how to make their own patterns so that they can do what they want to build. And then it's, you know, this community of, I want to be this character who has the best non-see-through spandex yellow (laughs) costume that I can get. I need something thicker than I can get from this vendor. Who do I go to? And it's, so there's, there's kind of a chase involved in it as well. So that's therapeutic in a way because there's a goal. Yeah. And and you're problem solving. Yeah. Collaborating and you're using other touchstones to help get you there. You know, and then there's just these communities, like there is an agent uh, Carter community, on Facebook and it is all Peggy Carter cosplayers and they'll be like I saw this agent in London does anyone know who she is Um, I saw this wonderful girl does anyone know and and it's all about you know you look great I love this dress good for you this is how you do pin curls this is how you this is where you buy the shoes this is how you do a victory roll this is you know and this is the lipstick she wore in episode 12 and this um, you know and things like that so it's it is a sense of community. It's a sense of creation. Um, and then it is weird because a lot of times you'll create these costumes and then be like, ah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, in a weird way. You're, you're like, oh, you're now not gonna, I've done I'm not going to wear that again. Yeah. And then you end up trying to sell it to somebody else who will be like, great, <laughs> I always wanted a costume this character and now I can get it for cheaper. Yeah. And you know? not have to do the painstaking And not have part. to do all the work. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I like it. It's It's fun. It is a ridiculously expensive hobby, though. Yeah. I would have so much more money if I had never started doing cosplay. Yeah, but money on what? On other... I guess, I mean, I don't know. Uh, trips. Trips. Ir- ironic t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean... We uh, we make why do we make money like if we're all we spend it on is like the boring things that don't enrich our lives and this clearly enriches your life <laughs> it does it in, does in a in a lot of different ways not j- in just all the ways that you just said from right. community to creativity to just some chick chasing you which yeah. you know that can be weird <laughs> yeah, and she was you so took it sweet. well she was so sweet and she was like I've never been to Dragon Con before and this is my first one and little I was like peanut. oh I know she was 18 I was like girl oh little baby uh, yeah. wait till you to see tomorrow uh, yeah exactly when yeah, the gates she'll, open she'll be there forever oh I'm <laughs> so. so glad yeah any funny or memorable stories that you have uh, from like your own experience or anything that you saw or like favorite cosplays that you've seen that have like left an impression. Oh wow! I should have thought more about that. <laughs> um, I mean, there's always something. Oh, uh, one uh, cosplay that was uh, my favorite of the Dragon Con uh, in the year that I went, and it was so so smart. Um, it was uh, a guy, and he was dressed in a very militaristic uh, costume with like uh with a helmet and he was uh very lean and he had uh on his on his arm he had uh tubing and machinery that actually lit up to a 
Flame. Yeah, I mean, no more than like a lighter. He like a didn't lighter. have it. He didn't have a flamethrower or okay. anything, but more like the 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 long ones that you use, the grill, like, the grill yeah, lighter. like the grill lighters. Okay, but something like that. So that was the height of the flame, and that was the like. So it wasn't terrifying, but he did have to be a little careful where he was yep. with it and everything. A lot of hairspray. Yeah, a lot ex- of polyester. Exactly. <laughs> um, but and in the other hand, he had a charred up book. And he was the protagonist from uh, Fahrenheit 451. And I was like, that is amazing. It's deep and it's smart. And he created something all to himself. And uh, yeah. Cool. Right? Really cool. Yeah. And so that was one of mine where I was like, wow, this is great. Like it's like deep cut. Yeah. Because it wasn't like it was based on the movie look or any any of the... No, it was something that he had just created and just having the burned book, like you got it or you didn't. Uh, one of my favorite cosplays I ever saw, speaking of Lost, because I was like, this guy has hacked the secret of conventions. He was a heavyset man mm-hmm. with uh, wavy, curly hair. <gasps> he had glued on some sideburns, uh-huh. um, but they were well matched. And he was in his pajamas and slippers and a big yes. bathrobe, and yes. he was mental institution yes. Hurley. Hurley, and he walked around the convention all weekend, so comfy in his, in his bathrobe, and yeah. But he was immediately recognizable. Uh, Nobody as soon was as like, he started Wait, seeing is that wavy the dude hair, from the Big Lebowski. No, it no. isn't. It's Hurley. It's Hurley from Lost, specifically when he's in the mental institution. Ah. Uh. So good. Those are I the things that so I like. I got so many hugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the guy who dresses dresses up like a uh, fresh prince. Fresh prince. Again, the people that can keep it really simple and comfortable yeah. and be immediately recognizable, I think is amazing. Yeah. Just but, finding that really clear. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, I saw a picture uh, not too long ago, and it may have been out of New York Comic Con. might have been. Uh, but... Uh, points to this cosplayer. It was um, guy in full Thanos, and then his daughter, who was teeny as tiny little Gamora from Infinity War, and they were walking, holding hands, and I'm like, "That's amazing! That's perfect! What a perfect moment in time!" Oh my god! Um, oh, and then at the uh, Marvel shoot that I did last year, and this, these two were amazing. Um, it was an african-american dad and his daughter and she was little and he uh was dressed up like old man logan from the movie oh, Logan, yeah. Ooh, and yeah. she was x-23 oh. and they looked amazing oh. like his makeup was great and he had the gray in his hair and he um you know had the cigar and the and you know he was he was all scarred up yeah he was all shredded he was all like. shredded <laughs> and she had her little happy unicorn or whatever shirt and her glasses and whatever and she's just this little kid yeah and she shouldn't have seen that that was rated r well but she (laughs) she hadn't okay good um but that was the thing is he was like you know this is this is pictures and he's kind of her dad in a way she was like i want to do this and they were the star of the photo shoot should be you know and and it was awesome yeah, I, you know, and and that was fantastic because it was so appropriate uh, physically, and it was fantastic because I was like, I'm so glad to see a, a, a an African American man doing this. Yeah, and apparently, I talked to some other people at the photo shoot, and he had reached out in the group and said you know, I'm black and is it okay? And everybody was like, for the love of God, please do this. Oh my God. Please do this. And, and again, I love that that is starting to be the norm. It's fantastic to me to see as, you know, just even in the past decade, which is as long as I've been doing it to see more people. And I'm including little princess girls Mm -hmm. in this costuming as people that resonate with them yeah. and not necessarily people that specifically look like me. Yeah. 
I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Megan. Oh, I'm so glad I could be here. Yay! I have learned a lot. You have <laughs> made me realize that I should give comic books another chance. Like I said, put it up on Facebook and see who recommends, yeah. uh, what's the what's the one thing that they think you should read. Yeah. Thank you I'm for inspiring me. Yay. Because, you know, we, as ladies, we are not always uh, so welcomed into <laughs> the, the nerd community, which I thought was weird. Because my mom is one who made me a geek. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I know we're I know we're in the wrap up, but yeah. Um, the There's always time. That, the question that I get all the time, um, and and it's starting to be less, thank God. But is oh, so who got you into this? Your father? Your brother? No. In in this case, it was it was you. Me. It was me who got me into this, and in your case, it's your my mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's no wrong way to nerd, and we could all nerd together. Yeah. <laughs> A standing ovation. Welcome the to your TED Talk. outside <laughs> of this hotel. <laughs> okay. Now, Megan I, does have to go to work I and do. be... And be a nerd. And be a nerd. <laughs> yeah. A Harry Potter nerd. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe everyone should go to Diagon Alley and uh, just see what you see. Yeah. There's a really there's great lo- show there's there. There's a lot of entertainment in Diagon Alley there that's is. worth watching. There is. There's um, there's a storytelling. There's music. There's there's wands, wand keepers. There mm-hmm. could be. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah. What else is there? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> listen listen for my voice you might you might hear it <laughs> you might and you should and everyone should come here uh and now i would like to invite you to arm fart with me or fart in any way i know that you said you don't care for scatological I mean, humor it, uh, no I, you have to do what you have to do but, but it's a nice way to end on a, on a stupid silly frivolous note literally and so three two one <laughs> <laughs> that was the most beautiful because no. oh, Megan's also a beautiful singer <laughs> no for real days picked a, picked a pitch went with it and they're it was, not they're not all jarring sometimes no, they're very lilting musical yeah <laughs> thank you Megan I'm glad I could be here I'm glad you were here too I'm always waving yes. I don't know why that's it perfect thing to do